right now his frontal lobes are like two runny eggs. Uh, yes, that is how we all feel in this hot weather. Hot, hot weather. Uh, but the other reason that we feel that way is because we're talking about strange days. This is the science fiction rating system. Uh, the podcast that likes to talk about science fiction sporadically, on and off, not every week, <laughs> maybe maybe every other month at the, these days. Um, I think we're about every three-week cycle at the minute, I think. Ah, that's it, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's better what, nothing. That's what we meant to do. Um, and my name's Alex Humphrey, and I can't talk about science fiction alone. Oh, no. Uh, I'm joined by Chris Redding. Hey, Chris. Hello. You, you seem to be in a, some kind of industrial, like a locker room? Is that what that background is? Uh, yeah, it's the locker room, yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. It's kind of it's office. Like we, we work, that kind of vibe. My, office. My we work, locker room, yeah. 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 Office come locker room. And Sam Draper, who's in his lovely living room. Hello. No, this is my my, uh, my new um, den. You know. Oh, it's nice. I've moved, moved rooms around. So yeah, it looks this good. Is my, this is my new room. It's very, uh, yeah, it's very, very clean lines. Sam Light used to move his furniture around every week when we were at school. I still do. Like, I yeah, still do it. It's, it's, a, it's a character trait. What, I've why, never met why? anyone else like it. Like, you go around his house and, like, every week he's literally completely moved it all around. It's, it's, I've it's never known. Do you know anyone true. who does that? Your cats must be quite upset by this. Yeah, I, I have to eat less nowadays because of those. But no, yeah, Lucy I does comment that she never lived with anybody behind. who moves stuff around. I get you getting to clean behind things and stuff, which... Yeah, there is that. And it's like a change, you know, change goes as a rest. Yeah. No, I actually Honestly. thought it was a good thing, but I was just like, I've just never seen this behaviour in a human before. Like, <laughs> what, what my problem is, right, that like, this is, we'll move on from this in a minute, but like, if I say to that white unit there, right, if I yeah. move that to the other side yeah. of the room, right, yeah. then I'll be like, everything has to move now. I can't, oh. just, I can't stop. Is it I can't stop sliding? Yeah. It's not a feng shui. No, it's not. not really, okay. no, 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 no. You couldn't get a robot uh, vacuum cleaner because it'd just be remapping your house all the time. It'd be really <laughs> it's back, like crying. Help! Yeah, go on strike. Send help. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't work in these conditions. Yeah. Um, anyway, well, that was the stranger side. Uh, but yes, we're here <laughs> to talk about strange days. Uh, strange days is. Wikipedia says, the 1995 American cyberpunk thriller film directed by Catherine Bigelow, written by James Cameron and Jay Cox. I mean, I'm just going to say Cox. Says That's how he spells his name. That's his name, isn't it? Yeah. Cox. Uh, <laughs> it stars Ray Fiennes, Angela Bassett, Juliette Lewis and Tom Sizemore. Set in the last two days of 1999, the film follows the story of a black marketeer of recordings that allow a user to experience the recorder's memories and physical sensations as he attempts to uncover the truth behind the murder of a prostitute. That's a very convoluted um, plot synopsis, but that's kind of correct. Um, it's basically like a neo-noir. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, I put neo-noir. Um, and I suggested this um, bef- before anyone hates it, but um, it's because this is a film that's often in cyberpunk lists, but people don't really know about it, I would say. I'd never heard of it. You'd never heard of Have it? Have you heard of it? No. no. I didn't know he could do an American accent. No, there you go. Yeah. I'm still not sure he can, really. I'm not sure he can. <laughs> well, it's funny, isn't it? Because you've got Catherine Bigelow, so that's, you know, Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Near Dark, pretty big mainstream This was one director. of her first ones, though, was it? Was it? This Quite was early. Not, not that early, though. She was still but big. 
But it, no, but it almost killed her career, didn't it? Well, it was five years till she directed again after this. Yeah, she could have been that big doing this. She was big. She was. Uh, what's that one with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis where she's a policewoman? What's that called? That was a really big film from Catherine Bigelow. I can't remember the name. Blue Steel. Blue Steel. That's it. Yeah. 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 Probably. She did Point Break before this, didn't she? That's pretty. Oh, okay. Did Point Break's make... a big film. Yeah. Oh, did she make Point Break? She directed Point Break, didn't she? Did she? I don't Let know. Let me just fact check. Hang on. Anyway, well, you know. Uh, yeah, she did. She did. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, she did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, story and screenplay by, by James Cameron. Um, and then the other guy, that Jay Cox guy, he wrote Gangs of New York and Age of Innocence. So he's worked a lot with um, Scorsese. Um, James Cameron is her, he's her ex-husband. Yes. And, they were married uh, at this point, I, guess, I assume. No, they split, they split up by now. They split up in oh, the right. early 90s and he gave her the script. I guess yeah. it's like... Parting gift, I don't know. Well, well, so that was so the... it was originally conceived by James Cameron in '86. Mm. He presented it to its for, to his former wife and director Catherine Bigelow, who immediately found it impressive. According to her, basically, these... he gave her the shit in the divorce. <laughs> gave her the dog shit. Yeah. Maybe that. Maybe it was one of those things like, oh, um, you owe me this money, and he's like, well, a script by me is worth this money, so yeah, yeah. that'll he just do. Wrote it then. I could believe it. She says these two As characters. He sails off in his submarine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she said these two characters on the eve of the millennium, with one character trying to get the woman who loves him to help him save the woman he loves, is the is this great emotional matrix. Um, she loves this film. It's like she says it's like her, you know, it's it's like a, it, it means a lot to her. It's one of her most personal films. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was also it was also kind of. I think there were bare bones there, and then she beefed things up uh, after the incidents, such as Lorena Bobbitt and Rodney King, um, mm. and, and the Los Angeles riots and stuff like that. She yeah. she was inspired by a lot of stuff that was going on, um, you know, in yeah. LA. So yeah, I thought that because it, it seemed if it was written before that in '85, it was a quite a prescient film. But yes, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense that she added it after the, yeah. after the LA riots. Um, so no, no one had seen it. You guys hadn't seen it. Nope. No. Okay. Good. Well, I'd seen it a very long time ago, but um, I haven't now. Which oh, <laughs> oh, he's, he's... <laughs> you meant to say this for the end of the podcast. It's all out yeah. early, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it starts off in this kind of weird POV kind of robbery thing, doesn't it? It's quite a, like an action-packed opening. I thought this was brilliant. This, yeah, good, interesting. I thought it was really good. It's a very interesting the opening. Start. There's like a whole. Yeah. There's a robbery in progress. Um, it's like. It, it contains a 16-foot jump between two uh, buildings, which was... It was done with hidden cuts, basically, because a lot of this stuff... So, basically, there were no existing camera systems that could accomplish the shots necessary p- for the POV. <clears throat> so, uh, she got Lightstorm Entertainment, which is uh, James Cameron's uh, company. He spent a full year designing of cab- and fabricating special cameras for the production... When weighing only eight pounds, thirty-five millimeter camera literally fits in the palm of the hand and features interchangeable lenses, remote follow focus, and video assist. So it was done in a kind of steady. All this is all steady cam, but done kind of way before this kind of stuff was really popular. Did you not think it looked really good for the time? I thought, it yeah, did. yeah, it does. Yeah, you. If can't you consider see the, like yeah. when we watched Doom that came out yeah. years later and how like over the top they were about their stupid sequence, it looked way better than that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It does look good. I thought it looked very good. I thought the cuts were seamless. You couldn't really tell the no. cuts. 
We, and the bits when it, they did the funny tricks to like make it like look in the mirror and things like that, I thought it all worked yeah. really well. I thought. Chris, were you not? What did you think of this? I just thought it looks too dark and dingy, and I was just thinking like I was trying to think what the difference is between like a Spielberg of this era and this. This is it's just mm. too stodgy and dingy and shit looking. Mm. I mean, it's a stodgy, dingy world that we're in. We're in a kind of nasty... But it's not really. It's just like they've gone down Skid Row in, in LA and shot it. They, they it's definitely that look, isn't it? It they has got made, that look. It's not Blade Runner. They haven't no. Made no, 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 no. I no. mean, I will give... So straight off the bat, yeah, we're in this world of... In this future world, 1999. But there no, isn't just, really just any... Skid Row. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it doesn't look futuristic, does it? it? No, I mean it's it's only it's only really not Poppins because of this one piece of technology they have. There's quite apart from the kind of the thing the squid, which is this unit that allows you to see and, and experience other people's um, stupid. Uh, God, he's, he's gone, isn't it? really not happy. No, I really... it's a long film as well. We're going to be talking about it for ages. <laughs> no. um, I'll say it now. I just really dislike things of like vr and like memory machines and okay. like this sort of lawnmower man shit i just don't like it and i think it's cheap i they they did it a lot in the 90s yeah i just don't like it I just, just, it's so boring to me so straight off you are not on board with this concept no at all. it's just a cheap way of getting on our list okay. i just don't like it it's a trick <laughs> And I'm sure that's why Bigelow was making it because she was like, when the sci-fi rating system yeah. comes out, <laughs> they're just tricking their ways on here. I'll trick them. I'll, on with I'll this be thing. the counterbalance. They just put that. a fucking like circuit board on someone's head it and then like and then just shot some POV shit and then all of a sudden it's a sci-fi. Wow, rubbish. Okay. Um, counterpoint. Right. <laughs> counterpoint, I, please, Sam. Yeah. I, I, I quite like the POV stuff, yep. especially initially. Yep. And I think that what you see through POV later on and how harrowing and shocking that is yeah. sort of justifies the use of POV, I'd say, as something you don't normally see yeah. going on. Yeah. Uh, I mean... Uh, there is too much of it, though. There is way too much of it. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a really... Well, you've got two kind of things going on. You've got a what very... What squid stand for again? Uh, superconducting quantum <laughs> interference device. There you go. I've got that. got that there. I don't it makes no sense. That chain of words doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what was it again, Alex? What is it? Superconducting quantum yeah, one word. interference device. So it's conducting brainwaves yeah. superly. Yeah. There's some quantum physics involved. There's some quantum physics involved. And it's an interface. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. Makes sense to me. And it's a yeah. device. And it's a device. And it's, it's an device. interface and a device. Yeah. 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 There's a very, I, I would, um, I sent uh, I sent the link to um, uh, to Sam. And we should go back to this 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 link. But there's a, a, a website called N, N Gadget, I think it's called. And they do this feature called Movie Gadget Friday. Uh, Ariel Waldman writes it, and she basically pitches a find, gets a gadget from a film, and then writes it up. But it's very, very, very tech written. How she basically deconstructs like how it works, like what it is, every little bit, like every bit of it. So if you go on that website, you could look up the squid receptor rig, it and she feels like really. About, it feels like about three years ago you sent me that. It was. Oh yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. 
but she really yeah. goes in depth with like how it's uh, uh, by just watching the film she just picks apart like all the yeah, elements she good. can see it's very interesting it it's a, yeah it's yeah. an interesting way of doing it um what i guess really so there's this kind of two elements at play in strange days you've got this kind of like film noir plot which is yeah. that you've got um ray finds this kind of back back shady ex-cop he's ex um drug isn't he like he did the like um yeah what are they narcotics called? narc yeah he, he looks ex drug yeah um so he's he's a shady dealer and there's this kind of there's this whole thing about um there's a uh a girl who's trying to get in contact with him and she's been murdered and he's kind of implicated in this murder and he's got Juliette Lewis is his ex-girlfriend and she's a singer and you and there's also uh, this famous rap star who's been killed and that's a big political thing and it's kind of got kind of Chinatown vibe bit of like yeah, you could yeah. transport all these roles uh, into a kind of a gangster film an old film noir you know they're all they're all archetype characters from film noir um, definitely Oh, and you, oh, sorry, and you've also got Angela Bassett, who's his friend, who's a bodyguard come driver, who's kind of got a relationship with, kind of doesn't. So there's that kind of, yeah, there's that bit of this film. And then, yeah, there's this squid thing, which he he he's a dealer in these videos. So he's kind of going around, isn't he, getting people to film stuff like having sex with people or, you know, like this, rollerblading. It, it, <laughs> or, the, the, um, the, the ramp up... To get to where you, to what you just said there, takes far too long. Yes. Like, the start of this film is so slow, isn't it? Like, yes. It's a lot of Ray Fiennes wandering into a room. Yes. And over like a five minute scene, dropping one little nugget of, yes. of world building. Yeah. And unfortunately, for ages. As we say, because it isn't a very sci fi world, you do, I agree with Chris, you do just feel like they're in LA. It doesn't feel, there's no other technologies, there's no flying cars, there's not even a. a I mean, kind it looks of, shit. It, yeah. it just looks like they just film where they film. Basically, it reminded me of Predator Two, that kind of like sweaty LA feeling. Yeah, but Predator Two but, does it a bit that better. Was set in reality, though, it looked real. It's it's in the future, Predator Two, but yeah. it's a realistic future. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, yeah, I think with this, like, you do get there is a bit of kind like of feels like a cost cutting. Mercedes along, like yeah. just through inexplicable like clouds of fog. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's a lot of social comment going on. That you keep getting cuts to the street and people being mugged and hookers and like pimps and like all this kind of oh, isn't it? Oh, it's all seedy and but it's real, but it's all seedy and terrible. <laughs> but oh, it's like now, oh, but is it? Um, and you've got some corrupt cops as well, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, Rio, and um, William Fitchner, who are these kind of they're crooked cops who are following. They're following the girl, but they're also follow. They start following. Um, they're trying to close lines. down their event, what they've done wrong, haven't they? They're yeah. trying to shut down yeah. their leads. There is, actually, sorry, there is one other sci-fi gadget in this, and it is pretty rubbish, which is his answer phone. <laughs> Did you see his like, weird answer phone? Where uh, it says, and this, this again is from the, um, this is from this uh, Ariel Waldman's uh, uh, gadget thing. She says, connected to a home phone and television, this control pad serves as a pared-down dashboard for busy professionals. The device ships with five services, voicemail, weather, TV guide, local news, and information news. Essentially, a less-than-glorified remote control, the gadget retains one one unique feature, real-time answering machine transcribing. We're unsure of a use case that this that needs to have voicemails transcribed word by word in real time, 
But this has definitely led the way for visual voicemails to come. That is, does seem to be all it does, doesn't it? As someone rings, it transcribes And he misses a message. It. I mean, he hasn't got a fucking phone which can do it in his pocket, even though no. he's got a mobile phone inexplicably. <laughs> yeah. But he's got some to... useless fucking gadget which just writes it all down for him. <laughs> it's weird that that's the only other kind of sci-fi thing in the film. That's the it's best odd. they could come up with. It's a bit like, odd. That is a bit odd, I think. But, yeah. Um... So yeah, Did they have of, that in 1999. Not it like that. They down. didn't. No. no, no, I don't think so. No. Hmm. I couldn't get a printer to work in 1999, let alone. <laughs> it's in the they're in the Flintstones movie, don't they? Doesn't uh, oh, Colin McLaughlin has that? Oh, little yeah, word that was like that Jurassic Time. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So basically, the, I mean, I'm I'm I am with you, Sam, on this one. It. The film takes quite a long time to get going. Rafe finds wandering about. There's stuff about this rapper getting killed, but no one knows, you know, all what's happened. All the men happened. in it look the same. They've all got, like, unshaven long hair, look they like do. bums. Yeah, there's a lot of... I know yeah, so many... Vibe. I know quite a few wreckheads that live in LA who look like this now. <laughs> yeah. Like actors. Yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. It's also got, like... Its plot and its world shrinks as the film goes on, doesn't it? Yeah. Like you start thinking the conspiracy on a massive scale. Yeah. And it kind of dilutes and goes down to like just being about three dudes basically by the end of it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Like the, the opposite of Chinatown. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's odd. It's really odd the way. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, so there's kind of this investigation is going on. Tom Sizemore is still a cop, isn't he? Is he? No, he's a, he's a private detective. Yeah, he used to be a cop. And he lasted longer than Ray Fiennes, I think, didn't he? That's the yeah. sort of implication. When you saw... So, spoilers, but obviously... When you saw Tom Sizemore, did you think he's probably going to not be a nice person? Or did you think, oh, he's just a comedy uh, <laughs> like a comedy foil? I thought there was something up. I did yeah. not expect that he would be the love interest. No. Of, that's, en- of anybody. Of anybody, yeah. No, that's a bit of a twist. I kind of think he's quite obviously a bit dodgy. Yeah. He's too like, oh, yeah, like, I'll sort you out. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's a very cliched yeah. character. But then um, again, like, noir has that kind of thing, doesn't yeah. it? Like, you, the whole point of noir is often to follow the tropes kind of to the letter, isn't it? Like, to... yeah. Have you femme fatale and things like that? And yeah, you know, he does have a good speech. He says, uh, he says in the film, you know how I know it's the end of the world. Everything's already been done. Every kind of music's been tried. Every kind of government's been tried. Every fucking hairstyle, bubblegum flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, breakfast cereal. What are we going to do? How are we going to make another thousand years? I'm telling you, man, it's over. We used it all up. To think, yeah, I like that. That's quite true. We're, we're definitely at that point. <laughs> He also says nothing is nothing at one point, which is a really good line as well. Yeah. Nothing is nothing, man. Nothing. It's <laughs> good. Um, so, yeah, so there's him. Imagine James Cameron writing that down, like getting out of a divorce, <laughs> just writing that shit down. <laughs> <laughs> nothing is nothing. nothing. In the corridor before he goes to the courtroom. Yeah, 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 finished. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honour, I've gonna, got this Hollywood script. It's going to save me millions. Yeah. <laughs> You also, because it's the 90s, you have an obligatory 90s club scene. Uh, and this yeah. club is called Retinal Fetish. That's the name yeah. of the club in this film. And she, that's really funny because Angela Bassett's like got this like Japanese client. And he just, Ray Fiennes just hijacks the whole thing and then convinces him to go to this weird 90s, very 90s club, doesn't he? And he's you all like, his oh. Name was, uh, his name was Mr. Famitsu. That's uh, a reference to? No. 
that's like a famous Japanese video game magazine. Like oh. in the nineties, people proper uber geeks would import that to get on the news about like oh. uh, Japanese games early. So, so one of the people on the staff are a big fucking yeah. geek. Mm, okay. Um, did you know that... Killed that conversation, sorry. No, Just no. a bit of trivia. That's no, you know. good trivia. It's good trivia. <laughs> uh, it's, at this club scene, we get uh, we meet Philo Gant, or Philo Gant, that guy, who's the bloke yeah. from... Why have they got Star Trek names? It's like 1999. It weird, yeah, they have got yeah. weird names. Um, it's a guy at the Crow, isn't it? Yes, and Nope. He was in, he was in Nope as well, with his weird voice. Uh, D- yeah. Hollywood Reporter announced that Irish rock star Bono was going to play that role. Bono. Oh, Bono. Man. Yeah, imagine that. That would have been a worse film. Yeah. That obviously. Be, obviously. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be funny though, wouldn't it? I think it would have been really funny. Yeah. Um, you get. You, this is also where you meet Juliette Lewis. She does some singing. Um, she's all right. She's an all right singer. She's a right singer. She's a better singer than she's actor, I think, isn't she? When she has to kind of explode at Ray Fiennes a bit, it's a bit sort of... Yeah. You can almost see a line sort of scanning a script off screen. Like, it's yeah. a bit... It's a bit wooden. Yeah, no, she is a bit wooden. She's um, in it because she's... That, you know that skateboarding, that scene when you go into his memory and she's on her roller skates yeah. with her arse out? Yeah. Like, I mean, a lot, a lot of the start of this film is basically just POV soft porn, isn't it? Like, there is a lot of Quite that. a lot of it. Yeah, there it's is a lot of that. Uh, era. They, she's, definitely, she's very happy yeah. to just take her top off for no apparent reason. Just All the time, to be getting changed in quite a lot of scenes, isn't yeah. she? And when Again, she even puts a top on, it's got nipples sticking through the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you could yeah. do this in mainstream film back then, though, couldn't you? It was just oh yeah, they didn't care. Yeah, Tits I mean, out left and right. Yeah, so there's it's a kind weird of... that it's a it's a female director, though, isn't it? That, that's what's weird to me. Well, mm. I I think well, I think she actually. So you get so this this whole thing is that they split up. At this point, you're supposed to think they split up because Ray Fiennes got obsessed with these like logging in and watching these films, and he doesn't want to experience the real world. He just wants to vis- you know viscerally experience it all the time. And I do think what I think works in this film is I think she does a good job of, as you say, kind of showing you some gratuitous stuff every so often. So sex mm. scenes, or oh yeah, look, there's some boobs, or like oh I would do like. You know, there's a there's a mugging or something like that, and then later on, when there are killings, and we then start to see the killings uh, POV. So we're the killer basically, and they're pretty horrible. Well, yeah, let, let, let's talk about our first killing because that, that's that's the crux of the whole thing. Yeah. So really, where? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So basically, he does he get sent? Does he get sent? He gets that? sent the disc. He gets yeah. sent that di- disc, and he puts it on, and he starts watching it, and it is it's just like. It's mini a, disc. it's a, yeah, they're a little mini disc. Um, it's a rape basically as well, and it's a, it's a murder and a rape, and in the murder and rape, the killer does a thing where he makes the victim see his experience. point of view, not only see it, experience, so physical experience. Yeah, so yeah. the victim is physically experiencing and seeing their own death basically. So we and don't their own rape. Yeah, and their it's, own rape. So yeah, we don't see that, but but we know that that is what's happening. And it does. She does this thing where she, all the way through the film, whenever someone is ex- doing the squid stuff, it will constantly kind of cut back into them being like, oh, oh, like there's a lot of like Ray yeah. Fine just being like, oh, oh, fucking hell, like he's just like. So I quite like that because it's almost like the film's not allowing you to get off on it because it's like 
even if yeah, you were well, watching it and being a bit of a sicko, you're like, you then have to look at Ray Fiennes going, oh well, my God, this is horrible. But also, but better than that even, as a, from a film study sort of yeah. perspective, is the fact that she front loads all those tits yeah. beforehand and you have voyeuristically yeah. watched those oh, yeah, yeah. without, uh, you know... Yeah, you know, just watching any consequences, it. and then yeah. and then this happens, and yeah. you, and you're like, oh shit, you're feeling comfortable about watching it, yeah, and it's a good sort of like, yeah, oh, this is gross, and and I I also like that they keep going back to it, oh yeah, and they keep it's I mean it's fucking horrible, yeah, and the thought of it's horrible, but like, yeah, they really really want to make this point that like, yeah. What the pit watching is voyeurism is wrong basically, yeah, for lots of different reasons and stuff like that. Yeah, it kind of it's kind of ahead of its time in that sense, isn't it? Like, oh, of yeah. like it, it, it predicts a universe where everyone is looking at everyone else's eyes, everything's yeah. going on constantly. Yeah, it's, no, it's commenting on something that didn't really exist at that point, it's making no, quite yeah. a good comment on it, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah it kind because of like you say, Cameron invented the camera, so it couldn't have been a it couldn't have existed, can it, at that point? No, in, not like that, a, no. Yeah. No, it kind of reminded me of Peeping Tom a bit. I think it's got that kind of... Yeah. In that, yeah, that kind of very heavy voyeurism kind of, yeah. And I think, yeah, so I think, and I'm not they to say... like obvious themes to go, though, if you're doing a, a film about VR. It seems like this is the first port of call for... But, like, something like uh, The Terrible Virtuosity, that didn't do that. Or, or like, say, Lawnmower Man doesn't do that. Like Can you think of a thing, a film before it that does this this theme? Yeah, I can't. I I can't think of any other really VR film that even bothers to try and tackle stuff like this in a way that's like. Yeah. No, I think. Can you think of anything? Other VR films are too busy being like, "Oh, isn't this cool?" Whereas it's I think, amazing we're in VR. Yeah, yeah, she's. I think she's, and I'm not saying I don't want to say. Oh, because well, she's a woman, she obviously has this other opinion about it all. I just think because she's a good director, she sees that the. Uh, this science fiction element, she can use it to make a comment. Now, I could take that maybe that is a bit like I'm shoehorning this science fiction element oh, in yeah. to make a and comment. It's, and it's and it's but, and like, yeah, it, it's cool. It's there, but it is far too like like bashed over your head. Like about yeah. you know, it's way over the top. Yeah, it isn't great. But I just think compared to like if you think of like Johnny Mnemonic and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, Johnny <laughs> Mnemonic's got a lot of the same. Is it the same year? Maybe, but definitely the aesthetic. Around this time, yeah, yeah. And how like surface level trash that was the fact that there's even an attempt to like oh, do yeah. something more than just be like oh shit I'm in VR I think it's yeah. quite admirable, oh, ha- yeah yeah no, no 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 but on the other side though like Chris says that's because really it's not actually about VR is it it's just a, a noir yeah. film that happened that yeah. is barely sci-fi you know so yeah no, no, and it kind of does make you wonder what was the original thing that Cameron gave to her was there more sci-fi in the original? Did she strip that back? I don't. I don't really. I, know. I, that would have been there because Cameron loves to beat a woman up, doesn't he? He loves to have a scene where a woman gets the shit kicked out of her. So I bet that would have been in it. Some, those rapes things. Some athletic. Some athletic uh, women. Yeah. Um, he gets CF. Finds gets another tape. There's another horrible scene. Um, it's like where she. Oh, that's it. Oh no, no, no. The one. He, the next one he gets is him asleep and the guy coming in his room and like getting a box cutter out and like. scratching his face like that which is uh yeah which is like again you keep cutting back to him being all like oh like oh god um so yeah so then the kind of you know the film's moving forwards um we the death so basically the death of this jericho one this rapper which at this point i think they think that the philo gant did it to kind of up the sales of his record or something like that isn't that the kind of yeah but really, it's just a kind of, um, it's just a pullover. It's a stop and search gone wrong, isn't it? 
Yeah. That it's mm. just these two cops pulled over this rapper. He was very cocky about like, oh, what are you going to do? I'm so powerful like that. And they shot him to death. And Which know. again is so weird for this sort of film, isn't it? Yeah. This is what I'm saying about the, the scope coming in. Because I kind of, I like it in a way of like, it's like, because someone says, don't they? They go like, who would have thought all this would have happened from like one yeah, you know, one wrong, wrong incident. Yeah, and you kind of again, you feel like is this is this going to be like a Rodney King or a? Um, you'd think that you think the film's going to go in this direction of okay, this person's been murdered and he is a symbol for the black community and their repression and this kind of police state over the top and Black Lives Matter kind of thing. And then it doesn't ever really go that way, does it? There's kind of a bit of a riot at the end, but then it's really quickly pacified. Well, no, but I think again, it's really. There's a, there's a scene when um, Angela Bassett and the bad cop, uh, yeah. uh, he, he, she's going like, we need to release it, we need to release it. And the guy's like, well, what's that going to solve? Like, basically yeah. everyone's going to riot and go mad. And there's actually like quite a nuanced discussion about like, is it is it right to to show this footage considering the damage it will do to society kind of thing? You yeah. Know? yeah. Again, like it's really out of not... What you expect from this film, I don't think. No. It's so trashy and looks so rubbish. Yes. And Ray Fiennes is so cartoonish in it. <laughs> yes, he is quite cartoonish. And he just drops yeah. these quite like moralistic bits into it that you're like, yeah. what, is, what is this film? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, there's also a scene where there's a big massive bit between Ray Fiennes and um, Angela Bassett. And there's a very kind of... he Was it that her husband was arrested and he was the cop who kind of... He saved calmed her. Kid down. He calmed her kid down, or he did something nice yeah. to her her son. So that was how they kind of got together, or they they knew each other, or whatever. But there's this big bit. And he's ba- she. He's obsessed with uh, um, Juliette Lewis, and he wants to save her and all this. And she's just like, she's a bitch. Fucking avoid her and all that. And uh, she does a bit. She does this whole big speech where she says. This is your life right here, right now. It's real time. You hear me? Real oh, yeah. time. Time to get real, not playback. You understand me? And I suddenly was like, oh shit, that's the. That's the- this is your life right here, right now. Right here, right now sample yeah. from Fatboy Slim. Yeah. And it's really I, weird because you think. Did you know that beforehand? No. No, I didn't I, either. I, I couldn't believe it. I saw that in a documentary like oh, last week. Okay. Uh, oh, that's, last week, saw, that's weird. I yeah. saw it in like a YouTube video last week. That's oh, so odd. Because when you hear that song, it doesn't yeah. sound like it. it it's, it's such a little bit of that speech, yeah. but it yeah. totally is exactly that. But when that, you hear it right? in this, it's, it, you get straight away, you're like, oh shit, that's, that's the, that. That's <laughs> my slim voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so basically, we're kind of barreling into the, the last bit. So it's, it's 11.09.50 p.m. on the 31st December 1999. Um, and you get how, this. How do you think that happened? Sorry, how do you think. What, the Heath was he a really big fan of the film? Like, it's a weird thing to pull from for that sample, isn't it? And it's right... You'd have to watch the whole film to get there because it's not like... It's not like the opening lines. And this film isn't famous, so it's not like, oh, That's yeah. What I mean. that. It's an odd thing to... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's a, maybe he's a secret uh, Strange Days Strange maybe. Days film, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so basically there's this huge party going on and we see a flying long shot over sky- skyscrapers with thousands of people. Now, how they did this was... Over 50 off-duty police officers were hired to control an assembled crowd of 10,000 people who had to pay $10 in advance to attend an event that was then filmed as this rave, this heart, this last thing. Hang on, they paid to come to it? Yes, because the filmmakers hired rave promoters Moss Jacobs and Philip Blaine to produce performances featuring Aphex Twin, D-Light, as well as all the cyber techno bands they could garner. 
It was reported that a total of 750000 was spent on the event, which included the production's rental of half of the 1,300 rooms in the Bon Adventure, which is the hotel. The event started at 9pm on the Saturday night and ended shortly before its scheduled end at 4am, as five people were hospitalised for suffering overdoses of the drug ecstasy. So it got a bit real, but so that when you see all that, that's a real basis. It's just it a looks real great, though. rave. Yeah. Would, Did you like this bit, Chris? Think it look good? Look better? Yeah, I, tape I, and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does. Does look good. Yeah. You've got lots of like you've got like Skunk and Nancy playing, and again, yeah. it's, it's a very ninety soundtrack. There's a lot of. It like, is, but it, those shots do look great, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do get the sense this is a big thing, a big production. Yeah, we had the Millennium Dome. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. that's what we had. Uh, and they're, they're basically. So the one, the one bit of weird, the one bit of plot that made no sense to me, they go to the party, don't they? And she, Angela Bassett says, "How are we going to get into the most sold-out party in history?" And um, Ray finds is just like, "No, we we'll just, we we'll just walk in." And there's actually a, there's a cut scene that's on the laser disc that basically explains they swipe a pair of media badges basically to get in the party. But I did think that was a bit stupid. How it's supposed to be this exclusive huge rave. And she's like, how are we going to get in? And then they never explain how they get in. Like, he's just a low-life scumbag, isn't he? Like, it's a bit weird. I think they... I think the plot kind of falls apart, really, for all this bit. In all of this They're a bit, bit too into the fact they've got this big rave. Yeah. And they kind of lose the thread of where it's going. And the kind of revelations you get don't make much sense. And Yeah, so sh- he... It's... He's going to... So, yeah, he's going to... He gives the tape... He's going to swap the tape to save Juliet Lewis's life or something, he thinks. That's what he yeah, thinks, isn't it? He, he, wants, he wants Angela Bassett to give the tape to the police chief because he's the only policeman who's not corrupt. Yes. Right? Which, I mean, how that's weird. Yeah, like, that is weird. You know, anyway, so she goes to do that and he's like, yeah, he's going to go... And he's going to go... He's going to try to sort of save the girl, isn't he, basically? Yeah, from, yeah, because he thinks killer. he can... Yeah. With, did you know when she's walking through the crowd there's a mime who does gun gun fingers yeah. and there's also yeah. the um, Grim Reaper from Bill and Ted it looks like yeah yeah he's yeah. Like, just like wandering around the crowd um, yeah. yes that mime is he the mime at the end he's on that he's on like a van at the end oh is like, he oh I didn't see that as the countdown goes off he's like going like this <laughs> in, the, in the camera <laughs> fucking mimes uh, who likes a mime don't need one at yeah, the millennium ban him. yeah no ban him. don't yeah, need yeah. that you go to fucking Covent Garden like it's oh yeah. When, since when was that has become an art form? No, I don't know. It's the worst, isn't it? Well, the French like it, don't they? Which is it all really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, Almost as annoying as you know, the ones who stand still and then they like. Oh, and then move. You, know, you put a coin down and you put uh, your duck or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're the ones in Covent Garden. It's like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. It's not a skill, is it? No. I mean, we're going to make enemies here, but I don't think that's an art form. No. Well, enemies of the fucking mime community. Bring it on. <laughs> fucking twats. I'm not scared of a mime. <laughs> The, the the mind block. Oh no! Must fear the mind block. Yeah, they wouldn't write in anyway. We wouldn't know that they were upset with us. Yeah. You watch. This will be the last episode ever. Now, mimes yeah, yeah. get the whole show cancelled. I think it could be dodgy. Yeah. So as Sam says, we kind of barrel into multiple twists here. So he gets in the room, the the uh, the, the like the the room he thinks Juliet Lewis is in. There's a disc. He puts the disc on, and he's like, "Oh no." It's the POV of Juliette Lewis being raped and like, oh God, she's being strangled and oh God, now she's dead. Then he finds Philo Gant is, had his brain melted. So you're like, oh, so it, it isn't him then. Uh, then Ray finds, goes back, watches the rest of the tape 
sees that it's Tom Sizemore who's doing it all, so you're like, oh no. But yeah. So so what? Right. What is going on here? Like, is it's all uh, a setup? But is it so? So Duet loses. They've done it on purpose. Yes. It's not just kinky sex. They are no. purposely trying to make it look like yes. she's been murdered yeah, yeah. to catch. So it. she says. So they were. So hang on. So they were expecting him to take the hat off half halfway through. Mm. and bumble around and find... Yeah, I guess, and then the police storm the room and he's like, he looks like it's him and it's all just tied to him. It's a pretty risky plan. It's not yeah. a good plan. Uh, yeah, because he... The better plan is he comes up there, right, and the guy who's his cop, because I call him, just blams him in the head. That would be a better plan. And then blams the other guy in the head. Yeah. You don't need Do you... all his theatrics. Do you think police have to wear them to record you know how they have to cameras on here now yeah in, yeah. Like, in yeah, reality yeah I think they do yeah do you think they have yeah. to wear these brain recorders yeah they do because that's what the, the, oh yes it's under his yeah. wig isn't it he yeah. pulls it off at the end doesn't he they're, yes. they're wearing them like all the time yeah because yeah. 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 didn't he say at the start that's where they stole the tech yes from? it yeah. came from the FBI or someone the FBI invented yeah, it it was, yeah. A, yeah. It was yeah. a wire to place body cams yeah. that's it's a wire yeah. yeah yeah so the other twist as Sam said is that Juliette Lewis is attracted to Tom Sizemore which is probably the biggest I mean the biggest twist of the film that she would want yeah because but also like you can't like make him look like the biggest bum in the world and then also be like also the hottest girl in the film is all over him makes yeah. no sense does it which well, yeah, yeah she yeah. says she loves him and she loves all that strangle and stuff it's all a bit weird um, and then it's revealed another twist that um, the Tom Sizemore's colour blind and I didn't really understand yeah I didn't get that one no either. I didn't get why there's a very small comment early on where they're talking about the psych oh this psychopath that he might have something wrong with his sense of colour but I don't know why they come up with it or what the relevance uh, yeah, of it is yeah. they just say very early yeah, on that oh, guy he- looks like Ringo Starr doesn't he the Ringo Starr looking mm. dude lives but in the back what of the does band. that but why it. What's the point? Or does yeah. it affect the recording of the? No, because it's in full color, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I thought that would be like when they played it back, the colors would be weird. It would make more sense, yeah. but it's, it's very, not that, is it? No, it's very odd. So yeah, so basically, Tom Sizemore had this whole plan, and it was all to frame uh, to frame him, and then and then it kind of goes a bit like weird, doesn't it? Because they they fight. It's kind of a rubbish fight, but then she's kind of like on his side and she she changes her mind at the Who last knows? doesn't she change her mind she attacks yeah she, she pushes him out of the way before he yeah. shoots the gun and but like why the weird like, slow-mo what's, what's of his hat coming off and his wig coming off and he's like ah, like that and that's the last time you see Juliet Lewis like he just walks out and leaves her like, yeah. So- yeah and then they have a knife versus bollard fight I've written here where he's got like he's got that like he's got one of those like rope off things oh, you get yeah, in a club yeah. and he's like Aah! like that <laughs> uh, yeah and then the whole thing is that he falls uh, Tom Sizemore falls off the balcony but he's holding on to Ray Fiennes' tie and Ray Fiennes pulls the knife out of his own back and cuts the tie and we'd get like a kind of uh, die hard like Aah! that was yeah. the worst shot yeah. wasn't it the, the comp yeah. on that was terrible it looked yeah. absolutely dreadful yeah it looks rubbish um so basically, and then, so then you feel like, oh, that's the end. That's the end, yeah. <laughs> but it's not really nope. the end because nope. then we go back to Angela Bassett. She's, uh, she kind of gets, yeah, she gets into a big fight with the two crooked cops, kind of beats them and handcuffs them and tries to explain. So basically she's like, oh, it, you know, it was them, it was them. But then all the cops surround her and start beating her up and it's very kind of Rodney king isn't it? It's like a very, you know, yeah. they're making very heavy points with this. Yeah. Uh, Black lady beating up white policeman and then yeah, the other then way around. Other way around. Yeah. And then all the crowds start getting crazy and there's all riots and like there's military 
come in and all this. And then the commissioner comes in um, and he's all just like, arrest that man, like that. And it's all like, oh, it's all fine then. And then like, right, he, like... he like turns around and walks off like he's on a stage. Like he walks back off again to yeah. back into the crowd. And I thought this was all worth it for the, I really like the shot of when the one guy gets shot and then the other one's still alive. Yeah. And he's just covered in blood. Yeah. Walking towards them with the other guy like handcuffed yeah, he, his leg. Yeah, he like, blows his, uh, Fitcher, Fitcher blows his own brains out. And then, yeah, yeah Vincent D'Offer is like dragging his body along, covered in blood. That was a great shot. Trying to yeah. kill Angela Bassett. Yeah. Mm. And then we get this very, it goes it goes horribly super cheesy. Ray finds dives in the way of the bullet, saves Angela Bassett, who frankly, throughout this film, has been a badass who doesn't need anyone. I mean, she's just beating up everyone in this film. Mainly, yeah. Ray finds gets beaten up, doesn't he? Yeah. He's kind of totally. a, a pussy. Yeah. She's a badass. It's uh, very unearned. Yeah, so he saves her. It's all very emotional. They're going to, like, they split up. Like, oh, that's it. We're, we're going off now. And then... It says it's midnight, and then he like runs back to a car, and like it's like oh, and they snog, and that's the end. And I've written boring ending. Far better if fines had died, or the tape was played to the crowd, and there was a massive riot. And I do think mm. that it is kind of like it does feel like a bit of a damp, like squib of an ending. Yeah. yeah, it should have ended in the penthouse, and they should have like looked over the edge, and the tape was playing on the screens. Yeah, it should have been a bigger ended. ending. Like, yeah, it should have been a bigger ending. It's such a small, ending. and also, like that quote you read about from Bigelow saying how the love triangle is the most captivating thing. It's not. It's it's, no. it's rubbish. Well, she <laughs> says she she considers it. Uh, she considers it her most personal film, claiming that it's a synthesis of all the different tracks I've been exploring, either deliberately or unconsciously, ever since I started making art. So that's a pretty... And as as, uh, Sam said, it was a major box office bomb. It nearly derailed her career. It made little more than a sixth of its 42 million production budget. So... $8 million it made. Yeah. So... It's ridiculous. It was... I mean, but I can kind of see why... I don't know who because was... VR just isn't... It's not like dinosaurs coming back to life, is it? It's just not any... It's not going to take off in the same way as a... No mainstream movie idea is it it has a very niche audience you need either people very into like film noir or very like it's a very niche it's not a popular film like how the hell do you sell this film anyway because really nothing really happens I know something does happen but the story is so slight yeah and the VR is so incidental that even that little like you can't do like lawnmower man like oh shit we're in VR like in 3D now even can you you can't do anything to sell it yeah you know it's yeah. just a grungy looking you know thriller isn't it oh yeah 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 it doesn't it it, it, it I don't know how you'd market I don't know how they did market it I mean yeah I'd actually, I wonder what the trailer was like, Ray Fiennes a big, it, but... I mean Ray Fiennes Angela Bassett they'd have been big deals back then Juliette Lewis was pretty big um, yeah Ray Fiennes would have been established then wouldn't he what's, yeah. what, what's his what's his breakthrough is that um... Schindler's List or before then mm. oh that would have happened wouldn't it yeah of course yeah so he's, yeah, he's massive by then yeah. English Patient or something. English Patient. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this was made as a multi-million dollar production deal between Lightstorm Entertainment and 20th Century Fox. It was this and True Lies. True Lies got 70 million. This got 30. But True Lies probably made... I mean, that made... That was huge, wasn't it? True Lies. That was... Mm. People bloody loved well, that. Well, hang on. True Lies was a flop, wasn't it? Pardon? I think True Lies was a flop. Oh, was it? I oh, think so. Oh, what? Really? Oh, I don't think I it think was. So. I, don't, I think it was like oh. not... The massive, oh, no, it wasn't. massive. No, no, it wasn't. Thing. wasn't as, you know, it wasn't as big as it should have been. 
No, it made three hundred eighty million. It wasn't a flop. No, oh, okay. it wasn't. I always thought it was a flop. And that's what yeah. Cameron was doing, right? So yeah, that's yeah. what he was doing. Yeah, maybe they got a uh, yeah. They, they yeah. he was laughing. He's laughing. They're making True Lies too, aren't they? Is that how? Is that? Did I dream that? <laughs> I saw because it's uh, what's his face, isn't it? Uh, Tom, is it Tom Arnold? Is it? it oh, sorry, no, it's, it's a TV series they're making. Making a TV series because he it is Tom Arnold, isn't it? In True Lies. Oh, they've made it. It's been on. It's been cancelled. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that was that whole the story, whole there, wasn't it? Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The roller coaster. Because <laughs> it is. It is Tom Arnold, isn't it? That's in True Lies. Tom Arnold's in it. Yeah. yeah the, because yeah, there's mate, a TV yeah. show with Arnie in called Foo Bar, which is fine. But Tom Arnold's mm. in that as this like very boring-looking torturer. But he's, yeah, he's quite. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a funny character. But I was he like, is oh, quite that's, funny. yeah, he's quite good yeah. at it. But the, True Lies is a great film. Yeah, but it's kind of funny that they obviously work together. Bill Paxton, he's fucking yeah. hilarious. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Um, but we're not here to talk about True Lies. <laughs> we're not, uh, sadly, we're talking about Strange Days. Uh, is that sci-fi? Anything sci-fi in True Lies? I think it, it. It might be. There might be some gadgets in there. Right? You can't fit a horse in a lift, can you? That sounds like science fiction to me. Getting no. a horse in a lift. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'm not going to read it all out, but uh, there's some interesting stuff about the score. It was done about the score was redone about three or four times um, by loads of different people. Seems like it's all over the place. Bit the of a mess. Didn't even yeah. notice it. Yeah, um, it was. Uh, it's yeah. like, but some of it's like real awful rock. Yeah, and then there's like weird, like ambient kind of a sort of attempts at like Blade and Arrest sort of stuff isn't there but it's yeah. not really there for long it comes, comes and goes basically. yeah it's just all over the place There's a, there was like an electro score there was a there was a, this French score there was another score so it, it just feels like there, uh, there was a, a collaboration with Peter Gabriel was on it it just seems yeah, like it's yeah. all over the place what the music was it's but, all over the place isn't it uh, yeah but that's Strange Days uh, now I'm going to go to the person I think we know the opinion of first which is Chris <laughs> what did you think overall of Strange Days so boring. You just not any no no redeeming features. Not really. I, as you say, there's a couple of scenes where it's like, oh, that looks quite good. Yeah. But in general, I just thought it's like this is like softcore porn from the '90s, but there's no porn. Yeah. <laughs> so you just couldn't get. You can't enjoy the porn because no. it makes you feel bad about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Really so you're just totally out. It was. I mean, it is long. So if you don't enjoy it, you, you're in it for. A, it's a long film to not enjoy. I'm sorry as soon about as I that. found out it was, well, I wrote on the group. As soon as I found out it was a VR film, I was like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, do we need? Have we? I think I feel like we've done a lot of VR films. There can't be many more for us to do. I mean, we've we've covered a lot of them, the big ones anyway. Well, there's that glot, isn't there? Johnny Mnemonic, this lawnmower man, yeah, virtuosity. They're all early nineties, aren't they? I think that's, yeah. Mm. That's about it, isn't then it? Then it died down, the big yeah. ones. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, Sam, what did you think overall, then, of Strange Days? I didn't hate it. Yeah. Um, I was kind of on board with it. It was it was far too long and it was far too slow. Yeah. There was something about it because the vibe was so weird. Yeah. And those shocking scenes were so shocking. Mm. But, like... And, and also, I, I actually think the... the the POV scenes are actually really well shot and I do think that she does a really good job of yeah. like the action scenes That's that first scene is the best bit of the film I think it's a real mm. good action scene in, yeah. and there's one later on you see another one I can't remember which one it is might be one of the the rapes like there's yeah. a lot of good like movement and stuff like that yeah they're well love, shot love that, that rape yeah. they're well shot bits of stuff yeah. so that was good but yeah overall it's too long yeah. the plot as I said is kind of in reverse and yeah. 
it's sort of it doesn't know what it is, does it? It's no. trying to be five things at once. Yeah. And like Chris said, it looks like shit. Yeah. No, and I, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I think it's just some interesting ideas. It's some well done stuff. It's got themes and kind of it's trying to do some good things there. But it yeah. just feels weighed down and it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go. And stuff kind of seems wasted. Like stuff just goes nowhere where you're like, well, that, surely that was going to be a huge big thing. And it just wasn't. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's flabby. It's a flabby film. There's way too much. It, it's because you see so much. You do start to get a bit like that just looks like someone's house. That just looks like the street. It's they show almost too. You spend too much time in those areas to start going. Now that really doesn't. Oh, definitely. Well, like that, that futuristic. Clock. He gets thrown out of that club about three times and keeps going back in over yeah. and over again, doesn't he? It's yeah. like this this scene is not this no. is not worth the set is not worth this amount of time. And you, you know? get on I mean the ideas, you get on board with them quick enough. And because you've kind of got that shorthand, that film noir shorthand, you get on board with that quick enough. There's nothing too complicated in there. You, you don't need a, the time. Really, you don't You're need right, that's a really good point. You're right. Is that it's so formulaic and also as you say, like yeah. it's like we get it's VR. The first yeah. time he takes the fucking headset off, yeah, you, we understand what's going on. We yeah. have to hear him explain to five different people in five different bars, you know. No, no, it, very slowly what's going on. No. Yeah. And the characters And I don't I don't believe that in nineteen ninety five we needed that either. No. I think it would have been no. established enough at that point. And so. the characters don't really go on these huge journeys. Not really really they don't move that far from them where no, they start no, no. so you're not really doing anything with that time it's yeah it's way too long uh so yeah so that's strange day so where let's rate it let's rate it let's put it in not that. where it goes in the list we've got to well, rate it up rate it up so science science so there is some science uh it's not much of it but there is some I mean, it's quite well realised, isn't it? That 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 idea. No, they that don't headset. understand. They completely wash it away. They they. It's like going, oh, we've got flying cars in this film, but how do they fly? They go. <laughs> like, See, well, you haven't explained how. It's they the fly. squid, mate. The squid to it's yeah, squid. Yeah, it's yeah. rubbish. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Low marks in science. A four. I mean, it has only got one really one or two science ideas. I think it's a th- two. 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 Okay. Mm, okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, well, yeah. So some of this is not. I mean, uh, the costumes are all right, but it's very ninety. They're not trying. The costumes very hard. are all right. I think. I think the the last bit is good. The yeah. the big festival. But now that you just told me that they just put a festival on and filmed it, I'm kind of less impressed by that, to be honest. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just like they've done a documentary. Oh, yeah, we could do it if we had normal clothes. Yeah, 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 we, we could just do filmed that it. If we had the money. Yeah. Yeah, we could do so that. Bit, I mean, <laughs> and you could do this in Glastonbury, Glastonbury like every yeah. year. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, all right. So, not much for the. Like, it's not bad. I mean, four. I mean, it's, it's, it's not bad craft, though, is it? I guess not. It's like. An average of five? Five. Yeah. Five? Okay. Yeah. At most. But I think a bit higher for this, the script. I mean, not the script, but the cinematography. The, yeah, I, I, you know. definitely. I think the, the cinematography deserves some sort of props. Yeah, and the ideas in there, like I say, I do think she's she's not in the hands of a different director. Again, not. Doesn't matter. She's a woman. In the hands of another director, they would just go, oh, wow, we can have loads of gratuitous boobs, we can have loads of sex scenes that the, the viewers are watching, or we can do all the cool violence that they can experience. She does make an effort to really, like, yeah, throw that back at you and be like, oh, you're enjoying this, are you? And I do like that about it. I do think it's trying to make a point with the technology it's using. It's trying to make you uncomfortable it, and... 
it, in, a, in a way, it's kind of weird to hear you say it's a favourite film because it does feel like a, a director who's too good for this, trapped in this rubbish <laughs> world, mm. doing the best yeah. of what she's got. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's the other it way around. It feels like she was given it, yeah. And, yeah. 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 Also, over like over intellectualizing something, maybe she's like got too much time to think about this script. All through the divorce, I think that is going on. But I think I quite like that. Yeah, because it is it that I think that elevates it a bit above Johnny Mnemonic and shit for me. Because at least it has got something going on, even yeah. if it doesn't, if it fails a bit, whatever. Mm. I think seven, six, six, six. yeah, six. Come on, let's not go crazy. It's not high, is it? Significance. No, I mean, this well, is very like, low, like a one. A one I don't think it? anyone's even heard of this film. I mean, that's good. I mean, you could, we'll give it one for Fat Boy Slim sampling yeah, it. Boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a franchise. There's no questionable content. It's not Poppins, although it dodges a bullet. Just about. Just about yeah. dodges that bullet. Uh, so we're on to so the tilt. Let's tilt. Uh, three, two, one, tilt. Oh, well. So we've got sixes for me and Alex and a two from Chris. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's tilted it. He's tilted uh, it. So that is a 0.417 on the rating scale. So we're going in uh, underneath the lobster, I believe, and above Children of Men, which I'm... It's a bit yeah. like the lobster. Number 31. Yeah, it's a bit like the lobster. <laughs> Is it? Well, no, this is a new game I play. I just say it's a bit like that, <laughs> and, and Alex goes. And then Alex always agrees. Yeah, I go. Is it? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, it's good. it's good. We have a catchphrase. Have you noticed that drop off? Right after after Strange Days, there's a huge drop to Children of Men. That's interesting, isn't it? I wonder oh. why that's happening with the with the map. We haven't had a we haven't had a film that sits in between. No, it's quantizing it. Big drop. Yeah. Well, so yeah, that that was strange day. So now we have have to pick something to re-rank, don't we? Uh, No, let's leave it because let's leave it. Oh, because next week is a re-rank special. Mega re-rank. Let's just just, uh, tease that instead, shall we? Okay, we'll do that then. If you want re-ranks, we've we've heard you. We've heard your audience. Yeah. You you liked the re-rank show, and thanks to several requests, we are doing another big re-rank show. So join us to for fill that. up our new list. So yeah. yeah, no, no film next week. Just well, loads of films, but it's not just all the films, yeah. all the films. Yeah. Uh, any, 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 any correspondence? Any, any feedback? Any? As ever, I've not looked. So I'll oh, look between okay. shows again. Yeah. Maybe next week. We'll, we'll see, um, so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's about it, really. Um, so we will see you next week for a uh, a big old re-ranking. Uh, and until then, goodbye. Au revoir. Bye. Bye.